Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. You know, in the world of uh, Instagram and filters and uh, things make you look younger or better and green screens and and, and chat GPT, and mm-hmm. it's it's like there's just, we're in a world of like fake food and fake everything and fake news and and it's artificial things look like they're real green beans but there's no nutrients yeah there's even videos you're like that wasn't even a real person that was ai that wasn't even actually tom cruise holding this coin it's a world of like it's refreshing when you see and get to meet somebody who is the real deal doing real things today's guest in our conversation before we brought him on he saw three lions the other day uh just from his car he's out in literally out in the world doing real things uh and doesn't need a filter to make his life look amazing because he's making a real difference uh coming to us from nairobi kenya the one the only bidar Ligard. well thank you thank you it's great great to be with you today uh, great to be with you. What time is it now in Kenya? Well, we're at sunset hour, so 6.40 p.m. Okay. So we're interesting. About eight, eight hours ahead, so we've, we've lived today, and uh, it's a good day. Good. That's good, good to know because we're, we're know. still, you know, heading into it. I want to make sure it's still there and on, on the back end. You know, you're like <laughs> this, this, this international man of mystery without the beard. You know, you, you grew up in, in Scandinavian culture, came to college here. You've experienced capitalism, uh, a version of, of socialism. You've, 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 you know, traveled the world and you teach principles. We love having you on because we always learn so much. Yep. You know, we, we always say on the show, mm-hmm. we like to look at culture and current events through the filter of, of, you know, conservative Christian principles through the, the principles of God's word. But you take those things and take them so far from being just a good idea on a flannel graph and God wants you to be a nice person to there is real value in God's mm-hmm. word that changes people's lives and actually takes them from from broken to fixed, from dark to light, from from poverty to prosperity. And you see it in in the most humblest of beginnings, and you've implemented these things in, in multiple continents. So it's it's. I always look forward to these mm-hmm. conversations. To learn what are you doing, and what are you teaching, and what are you doing right now to be changing lives. Because I need some. Yeah, you know, the, the <laughs> Word of God, it's, it's the most powerful Word that is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, most effects, you look at what happened in the Western world when we took the printing press and started producing the Word of God. It's also the most feared book out there. There are mm-hmm. dictators, there are countries all over the world mm-hmm. that are scared to death of this book. They, they're doing everything they can to keep the book out of their countries because they realize it is the most powerful mm-hmm. Word that there is. Mm-hmm. It's living. I mean, it applies to us in every situation. Today, it applied to him 2,000 years ago. It applied to him 6,000 years ago, and it applies in the future. Yeah, very, very true. You know, the one who created us and created everything, he knows how it works, and he told us, and mm-hmm. it doesn't change. Yep. So share some of the stories. I love them. Whenever we're together, I've, I've, we've had a lot of conversations in person. I, I'm always like, tell me another story. Tell me another story. Because you take you take God's word and principles. You, you, you've created curriculum for it. But you take it into places that experience multi-generational poverty. People that literally, you know, dirt floor situations. And, and teaching these principles of, of, of applying that in tangible ways in their life. And it's like, well, that's really good. He's doing this in, in Africa. But when I hear those, I'm like, 
That would work here. We need that in the grade school down the street from where I live. Yes. You know, it's like so, so, tr- it's like, like share some of, some of these experiences that you have in teaching these principles. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stories here. Um, you know, I think of um, how they started the World Bank. The World Bank was started at the heels of World War II. Uh, and it was used predominantly to help rebuild Europe, to build, to, to bring capital or loans to the, to the nations in Europe. And it was a success story. Europe was rebuilt very quickly, and that capital infusion was a big help to rebuild Europe. Well, they said, ah, we found a way that works. And the World Bank has been handing out uh, loans, and then they can't be repaid, so we've got to forgive those loans. And, and we've mm-hmm. got decades and decades of failure stories uh, mm-hmm. from the very same World Bank that it did work in Europe. And I think what, what they didn't realize is Europe at the time was built on a Judeo-Christian worldview where people understood productivity. People had the mindset of how to build a country. So when you gave the capital to people that had the correct mindset, the continent was very quickly rebuilt. But if you give money to poor who don't have the correct mindset, well, you'll end up with the same kind of stories of people winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up there in, in Norway, we had a guy, uh, I think he lived five houses down from where I grew up. Um, you know, everybody's union workers, lower middle class type situations. And uh, it was horse betting that he won, sizable sum. Really? He starts a business. Within nine months or a year, the business has failed because uh, he doesn't have the mindset on how to run a business. Right. And then, you know, you think you have plenty of money. So you take out a mortgage that's too big on your house because you want to do more stuff, right? Well, now you lose the house and then you lose the Come. wife. And you you know, your whole life is in shambles. Yep. And that's a very typical, typical story yeah. of mm-hmm. somebody gets money and doesn't know what to do with money. And that's been what the World Bank has been doing for numbers and numbers of decades. And so we start with the mindset, um, you know, where whatever whatever we were paid last month, is, is a reflection of what we brought to the table that last month. So whether we have uh, customers or we have an employer, uh, they more or less paid us the amount of money that they think they can find somebody else to provide the same value that we provided. Right. And that's essentially yeah. the income we had last month. And so, you know, you can go social justice route and, you know, thank God for what people like Martin Luther King Jr. have done. And, and, and there's a place for that uh, in, in the right cases. But with poverty, you know, the internal value system of a person is not going to change with social justice and being mad at what, what the rich are doing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we have to help people understand, okay, The mindset that you have had over the last five years, the thoughts that you've had in your mind, the the words you have spoken, the actions you have done, they are the ones that have created the environment that you are currently in. So thank God for what Martin Luther King Jr. did. And there's a place in certain instances for for social justice kind of an approach. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking of individuals in poverty, you know, there's, it's not a systemic approach like that that's going to help an individual who has a mindset problem. Mm-hmm. So you have to start with the mindset because the mindset that we have had over the last five years, the thoughts, the words we have spoken, the actions we have done, more or less they have created the environment that we are in today. Yep. And if we maintain the same mindset 
five years from now, our personal world will look more or less the same way it's looking right now. If I want to upgrade my own personal world, I have to upgrade my mindset. I have to upgrade the way I talk. I have to upgrade my actions. I have to upgrade my my habits. And when I do that, so if 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 I'm a person that continually grows, you know, we we live in a society, whether we're in North America and Europe in Africa, society has taught us pay attention during educational years. Mm-hmm. When you're about 22, you're going to graduate from school. You don't have to learn much after that. Mm-hmm. You're just <laughs> micro increments in 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 um, your CPA, you know, three hours a year. You know, you learn a little bit more because IRS are changing the rules or whatever. But you have set the course for the rest of your life when you complete education at 22 or or maybe it's 30 if you're a medical doctor, whatever the case mm-hmm. might be. And so we, we, have a, we have a growth until we're in the early 20s somewhere. And then we think we're going to plateau for the rest of our life I mean, right that's there. That's so true. And mm-hmm. then we're going to live 40 years so that we can do whatever we want to when we retire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but retirement is not in the Bible. Yep. <laughs> and a five-year, 40-hour work week also is not in the Bible. So... You know, there's a way to live that is way beyond that. Mm-hmm. And if you cap your mindset at 20 years old, ah, I'm sorry, but you're not even halfway developed. You know, you can keep developing your mind until you're 60, 70 or 80. And that's what yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Successful people, they refuse to stop developing at 20, 25 or 30. They keep on developing so that what they bring to every hour keeps on going up in value mm-hmm year by year, decade by decade. So when you're 60, 70, 75, you should be able to bring a whole lot more value to the hour than what you're able mm-hmm. to do when you're 40 years old. Man, that see, is such that, a That's great a point. mindset of growth that mm-hmm. we, we must embrace this mindset. Man, you know, it's interesting, Vidar, when you were talking, it made me think of a conversation we actually had with Clay Clark a few months ago. I, have, I haven't... Uh, forgot the conversation because he was actually talking about um, that he had had a conversation with someone in the Jewish community. And they said that um, in the Jewish community that they look at their work as worship unto the Lord. And so everything they do in work is their is their worship. And he said, so, you know, working five days a week, they, they don't ever look at that as, oh, yeah, that's what I do. He said also retirement was not part of their vocabulary, that they never uh, would retire because, again, worship was, uh, was work. It'd be you know, like stopping them. worshiping. It, exactly. It would yeah. be like stopping worshiping. I thought, what an incredible perspective and a great way to look at what we do. Yes, if you... If you look at statistics in the United States, um, most mainstream uh, Pentecostal group median household income is around $30,000 a year. The national median household income, this might be a couple of years outdated, but it's approximately $60,000 a year. You look at Baptist, Methodist, it goes up to 65, 70. You come into Anglican and Presbyterians, you're about 80, 85. If you look at Orthodox Jews, the median household income is $180,000 Wow! per year. They are three times the national average. Wow. And if you ask them, so many Christians, they think that your blessing is going to come from prayers. And prayer definitely has a part. Uh, giving and receiving, giving in the offering bucket, that mm-hmm. definitely has a part as well. There are plenty of scriptures about that. 
but they have a mindset of the value. What, what value are you bringing to the hour? Mm -hmm. And they also know back in Deuteronomy chapter 28, that's the blessing and the curse of the law. It's, it's a covenant document. And it says there that we are to be the head and not the tail. Yep. So God really wants us to be above average. He has designed a covenant like that. And there are those, uh, especially evangelical Christians, they tend to say, well, well, that's Old Testament. That's, that's for the Jews. Well, let's go to Galatians chapter 2 and chapter 3. In chapter 3, it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So that in Christ Jesus, wow. the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Mm. And so the blessings of the old covenant is not just for the Jew. Christ Amen. paid so that the very blessings of the old covenant will also come to the Gentiles. And in the book of Hebrews, we read that we are in a better covenant and acted on better promises. So if you have better promises than the old, then for sure you have whatever's in the yeah. old is a minimum. You upgrade from there, right? And so uh, with poverty, you really have to start with that mindset. And uh, whether you're going into inner city America or you're going to somebody who's making 30000 a year, can't figure out how to make ends meet because we're at 30% inflation or whatever the actual number is right now. Um, or you're uh, in a slum right here in Nairobi. Uh a lot of times the, the, the mindset problems are uh, you think of yourself of low self-esteem. You, you, you're full of shame. You're full of um, don't think you're worth enough. Mm -hmm. Well, Christ has taken care of that. Amen. And so we also uh, always bring people to the foundation of what happened at the cross where sin was paid for, shame was paid for, uh, the, the sinful, you know, everything that's bad in life was paid for at that moment. And Christ came to set the captives free. Yeah. That's being set free from brokenheartedness. That's being set free from poverty. Mm -hmm. That's being set free from sickness. That's being set free from sin. And um, like I said earlier on, the Bible is the most powerful book that there is. Yeah. So we mm -hmm. always start with the principles of the Word of God because there is nothing that will give somebody self-worth like understanding the truths of what Christ has done. Amen. Man, I love it. I love the fact of you're you're a missionary with safarimissions.org, but you're 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 a missionary that shares the gospel, but you're changing the trajectory of of families. You're changing yep. the trajectory of lives. And that shift, you know, you look at who struggles in America, you struggle if you're sitting there thinking, if this government program would change, things would be better mm -hmm. for me. Where, you know, that may or may not happen, you know, uh, but if if I get better. It doesn't matter if it gets better. Mm -hmm. It may the world may not get better, but if I get better, things can get better. I mean that, that shift in personal responsibility. Stacy can't do push-ups for me. Only I could do push-ups for me. She she's going to stand before God someday by herself. I'll stand before God by myself. These are individual yeah. personal responsibility kind of things. And you bring that education again. It's just as valuable, like you said, in the slums of Nairobi as it would be, you know, uh, in St. Louis, Missouri mm -hmm. or wherever, you know, else, you know, here, I love that people go to safarimission.org. If, if you have a heart for missions, so you, if you see somebody that's out on the front line somewhere that you, you can't go, this is a guy that's doing the work and, 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 and not just, Hey, sharing the gospel, right. sharing a track. That's an important thing. 
they they put down roots mm-hmm. to change the trajectory through education and people move from multi-generational poverty to applying God's principles. So you can donate there on the side. And then let's talk a little bit in the next uh, minute about your book, A Fork in the Road. You can download it with a PDF or you can go to books there and uh, and get a hard copy of it. But what would they find when they read that it, book? Is it Scandinavian recipes with a Kenyan flair? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> well, you have to download to find out. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of mindset principles. Uh, it's it's how to kick out the dependency syndrome. It's it's how to think of yourself uh, and develop yourself. And then there are very very practical principles like a dream does not come true by itself. You have to take that dream turn it into a specific vision so that it's measurable. Take that vision, turn it into an actionable plan. And then you have to do the farthest thing of all. You have to get up every single day and work on that plan and not fly by the seat of your pants mm-hmm. or the whims whatever circumstances are happening that day so that you have, you have traction in execution every single day. So all of those things are in the book. We keep on getting reports daily, weekly of business started. I heard one just today from the Congo, a business was started. Uh, We have people running into politics in America as a result of reading the book. Uh, Testimonies from all over the place. It's just simple, simple, but principles that work. Yes. Most of that really work actually are pretty simple. I'm sorry, David. I said most things that, that actually work are pretty simple. Yep. You know, if it's not simple, then the person explaining it didn't understand it properly. Ah, that's good. <laughs> that, that is good. And they can get a free ebook, uh, you know, by going to your website, yep. safarimission.org. You, mm-hmm. you, you, can't, you can't beat that. A free ebook, safarimission.org. You can go there. And again, if you have a heart for missions, do you want a heart for transforming people's mm-hmm. lives? You can go there and donate um, on their site as well. Vidar, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory, this is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart.
For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.